2: This is Monica Perez, your Libertarian Voice on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB every Saturday from 3 to 6. We're talking about whether it's okay to vote for the lesser of two evils and... If maybe this is the year to stop that, since it's being used to get Hillary elected this time instead of how it's normally used to get to get Republicans to vote Republican. It doesn't actually get Republicans elected, but it gets people to keep voting Republican and not voting Libertarian. But this time it's used. It's being used for Hillary. I got a tweet from Liberty Warrior saying voting at your local level may have more impact on you than the national level. So learn more about your local races And uh, I did want to tell you that May 24th, there is an election. You might not even know that. Uh, Johnny Isaacson is being challenged in the primary. I'm going to have one of his challengers on the show next week at 5.30. Derek Grayson, he's also known as Timot, the Minister of Truth, who I was a speaker in the same uh, slate with him at Ron Polstock in 2012 in Marietta, if you've seen that video. He was on there, and then today at 5.30... I'm going to have Catherine Bernard, who's running for the House seat in uh, of the state legislature in um, for District 80, but it's it going to be interesting to talk to her because it's not just uh, this is what I'm doing. She's really uh, been an advocate and activist to keep the legislation at the local level at the very least constitutional, and she's a really good resource for that. So I'm uh, eager to pick her brain. That's at 5:30. Uh, Liberty Warrior also tweeted, speaking of local news, that a while ago, a couple of weeks ago, I did a show uh, on vaccinations. Just I don't know. My kids have probably had 200 vaccinations between the three of them. So I'm not an anti-vaxxer, but I, you know, I'm starting to wonder because there was a lot of hubbub about this uh, movie Vaxed. And apparently it's being shown here in Atlanta on uh, at the Landmark Theater with some of the producers doing Q&A. So I think that's this Friday. You can look it up. But that's also from Liberty Warrior. And uh, but I want to continue the conversation about whether it's, uh, you know, a good idea to continue giving the Democrats and the Republicans the power to give us. Uh, the lowest possible choices, and I'm not, I'm not bashing Trump. I just, I just think it's playing. It, the purpose of Trump is to get Hillary elected because people they wanted, they, they knew. I mean, I think they're all in on it at the very highest levels. They know that the only way she would win because she's so reviled, the only way they could even steal the election for her is if it appeared that. She was hated less than her opponent. 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. I'm going to Giovanna in Loganville. Giovanna, you are on with Monica.
1: Hi, my name is Giovanna, and I love your show. Your The um, stuff that you talk about are very controversial, and it's important that we talk about the issues. I called and I said that I did not agree with voting for Donald Trump, It's not the lesser of two evils. It's about the facts, and it's about what is going to make America great again. Donald Trump says that he's going to make America great again, but what? But how is he going to do that? He's never said that. And also, his own support, his own—he doesn't support women and minorities. But and his own party does not support him.
2: Yes, I I think, oh, well I'm not saying yes that I agree with you. I actually think that he doesn't that he's not he doesn't need to support minorities or women. Nobody needs to support. You just need to have equality under the law. You need to have economic freedom so people can compete. There would not be privilege and unjust wealth disproportion unjust if it weren't for the fact that for example, incumbent industries are uh have advantages through regulatory barriers to entry the tax code so that competition is kept at bay people would not need protections and special services and minimum wage hikes all that kind of stuff if we had true economic freedom but what i think is going on here with trump and i noticed it with his foreign uh foreign policy speech he this was a professionally written speech for him his first teleprompter speech so these are high-level guys writing this for him. And in the first, I think, like a paragraph, sentence maybe, he says uh, that he wants to keep America first. I immediately was like, what? Because, although I think that the movement uh, in in most respects, maybe all, but in most respects, I think the movement, the America First movement that wanted to keep the U.S. out of World War II is maligned unfairly uh it it has been widely painted as a nazi sympathizer organization here in the united states before world war ii and world war ii is the poster child of interventionism when i was i mentioned this panel earlier today uh earlier on the show i mentioned a panel i was spoke at recently where i said two things don't vote for the lesser of two evils and don't uh, intervene in things that aren't your business. And and I was rebutted by definitely vote the lesser of two evils. I knew that was coming. Uh, but that we'd all be speaking German right now if we had that philosophy. So So invoking... Anything that might come off as Nazi sympathizing, uh, maybe it doesn't, you know, maybe because we are not really taught all the details of our history and probably not too much truth about our history, you're going to people who like Trump aren't even going to notice that but it was designed to make people in the middle and the left, maybe more highly educated people who are aware of that, or at least have absorbed that propaganda meme to think he's a a, a Nazi. (laughs) So this idea that he's a sexist and a racist and a Nazi to me is all part of the setup that, that how do you make somebody seem the greater of two evils, which is this whole thing than to make, make Hillary's opponent actually look evil. You know, I don't think he's evil, but he, but That's, I mean, she, the people who like her don't think she's evil because she's a socialist. They think she's, they don't like her corruption or whatever, but he, in their minds, what he says comes off as absolutely evil. So, uh, I think that you're playing right into that. I'm going to Greg in Kennesaw. Greg, you're on with Monica.
1: Uh, Hi, I was listening. So I, I like what you're saying. I'm trying to get my head around it though. Since, since, uh, Libertarians tend to be socially liberal and fiscally conservative. I think that regardless of the lesser of two evils concept, you have to look at who really would be the better choice. And so when looking at the better choice, we know that the Democrats are going to be socially liberal, whereas Trump is fiscally conservative. I think he's far from it. He was mention- He said something on uh, in the press just two days ago about how he loves debt and he wants to take on debt. I, I guess y'all saw that, but you could have somebody Google that. I don't know. Um, I
2: I it's, don't. It's
1: a little bit frightening to think. So so that's that's how I see it. Hillary is a much better choice because at least the socially liberal portion of the of the libertarian movement stays intact. Where you know maybe maybe she spends, but It looks like Trump is going to spend too, so where do you go?
2: Here's the problem. First of all, my contention from the start is basically the opposite of what you're saying. I don't want to choose. I don't want the better choice. I want a good choice. And if I don't have a good choice that I can defend on my judgment day, what do I care about what happens uh, on this earth if God's up in his heaven and things unfold the way they're supposed to. What am I even here for? I'm here to do what I can with the tools I've been given and what the tools I've been given the way I see it are uh, the ability to distinguish right from wrong, uh, the ability to reason and free will. And I feel like all of those things mean I should vote my conscience, but I will address your actual points. I am confused when libertarians think that Trump is a good choice for them uh, for any reason other than the, that he's a disruptor or not Hillary. I don't think he's fiscally conservative. I don't think that he's a civil libertarian. I would not call it socially liberal, and I don't think that he has a firm grasp on the non-aggression principle or the principles of a just war. I don't. I don't find any of those principles with him that i could rely on that i do not but on the other hand if you look at hillary the idea that there can be a left-leaning libertarian position has always puzzled me because the perfect example was when bloomberg said now that we pay for your socialized medicine we can ban sugary drinks because we're responsible for you so there is absolutely no ability for personal liberty in uh if you have socialized medicine or other things that that uh the people around you have to pay for and as far as uh uh liberties in general all i really want is is states rights i want to restore the 10th amendment i don't need people who will vote for the socially liberal position i am actually personally culturally conservative i don't engage or or even value some of the practices that I defend people's rights to engage in. I don't want legislation either way on any of that stuff. And and certainly, absolutely not at the federal level. For all the flaws in the Constitution, it has always been clear that the 10th Amendment reserves all that stuff to the states. And, it, and uh, I don't think Hillary has ever uh, made that kind of a claim. So... I disagree with you on that, but uh, I did spark some discussion here, so I'm going to get to more of your calls after this. 404-872-0750. 1-800-WSB-TALK. This is Monica Perez.
1: Monica Perez on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB.
2: Sunny tomorrow, high of 85. The weekend weather is brought to you by ShoeMate heating and air. And uh, we are really having a... A lively conversation. I want to keep it going. I contend that we should vote our consciences, and I actually am getting less pushback on that this time around when people know the lesser of two evil votes might just get Hillary in, so which is hard to believe that that, that she actually could be perceived by most as lesser of two evils, but uh, that's the reality of it. I'm going to Cliff in Atlanta. Hi, Cliff. You're on with Monica Perez. Hi, Monica. Hey. Hey, I
0: just wanted to say that... Uh... You know, I'm a conservative. I've voted Republican all my life. Um, I've always watched for Ross Perot, you know, because I really like what Ross said, and I believed in him, and I know he was an honest person.
2: That's now, great. You voted your conscience.
0: Yes, and personally, I don't like Donald Trump. I, I, I think he's an egotistical, narcissistic <laughs> maniac. Okay. Okay, but on the other hand, he, he if he does have, just half of what he says he'll do. He will be a great president, and he will make America great again.
2: If you—first of all, it's your vote. So even if you don't like him and you want to vote for him, it's your vote. It is your vote. And if you think he's the he's actually good, if you believe that, you should vote for him. That's my point. I'm not— I'm not advocating for him or against him. I my the reason I would prefer him over Hillary is because I think he'll do less damage. Do I like what he says he's actually gonna do? Not really. I mean he's not a libertarian, and I'm a libertarian. So uh but but that's the system that we have and I'm okay with it. I just feel like we are totally manipulated, especially by the media, but also the government in general. That we think we don't have a choice. We think that we have to vote for who they tell us to vote for, either one, and they're flip sides of the same coin, when it comes down to the big, big things, which is debt and war.
0: Well, I I agree with you, except for the fact if it was manipulated by the government, he wouldn't be in there, because... Both Democrats and Republicans have done everything they could to stop him. Uh,
2: that's where I disagree with you. I think it is a very simple exercise in reverse psychology to make him look. I think Ted Cruz engaged in the same thing, and people helped him look like an outsider, even though when people come down and they, they don't really expose What's happening in the world that our interventionist foreign policy takes out secular leaders and spreads terrorism and refugees everywhere? If they are not emphasizing that, same thing goes for Bernie Sanders. He's not emphasizing that. And that to me means he's in on it. He's not an outsider. Maybe he's not knowingly in on it. Maybe he just knows that when you start talking like that, they start silencing you on Fox and CNN like they did to Ron Paul. I don't, I think that. Uh, you know, I think it's just a very simple way. And I would add one more thing is that people think that Fox wants a Republican and does not want Hillary. But Rupert Murdoch is not some idealistic Republican. If if maybe CNN has an agenda and don't doesn't care about ratings, but if Fox cares about ratings, they want Hillary in the White House. So they can rail against her all the time. I mean it's not that hard to think of reasons why this is all playing Uh, into Hillary's hand, 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. You can tweet at me at Monica Perez Show.
1: Monica Perez on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. I don't vote because I believe if you vote, you have no right to complain. People like to twist that around. I know they say, they say, well, if you don't vote, you have no right to complain. But where's the logic in that? If you vote and you elect dishonest incompetent people and they get into office and screw everything up, well you are responsible for what they have done. You caused the problem. You voted them in. You have no right to complain. I, on the other hand, who did not vote, who did not vote, who in fact did not even leave the house on election day. I am in no way responsible for what these people have done and have every right to complain as loud as I want about the mess you created that I had nothing to
2: do with. George Carlin, in the classic, and it's amazing to me what he got away with. He's kind of an alternative hero reemerging on YouTube. And for me, I, I, I never got the impression he was a libertarian. He's more just exposing the reality of what's going on. And I'm not a non voter or an anti voter. I don't, uh, I do vote. I just don't, won't vote against my conscience. I try not to do anything against my conscience. And I feel like in Catholicism, you don't even have to follow the rules. If I understand it correctly, I don't want 15 calls that I don't, but uh, y- you have to follow your conscience above all else. Like even the rules of the church, if you and and to do that you have to really inform your conscience and consult it in all honesty and if it conflicts with like the moral code as laid out you really have to think hard about that so i'm not i i don't uh, i don't take it lightly but i know it's the only thing i can really trust is my own conscience and my honest attempt to inform it and to follow it i got a comment on my blog post from brian that says monica as usual after reading one of your posts i have no answers just questions and at first i kind of felt bad i was like that's kind of a dig at me and and then i realized that's great you know what you are and then he goes on to list all the things that he's you know puzzling over about um you know the best form of government and comparing monarchy and tribalism in his comment to me and that that's awesome because All I really want is to think things through and for everyone to honestly think this stuff through because if it's beyond our capacity to understand it and control it, we do not have the democratic republic that was set up by our founders. This is not a technocracy. We're not here with technocrats telling us exactly what to do. That's not what this is for. It's for a democracy, democratically elected representatives to enforce our the objective foundational laws that were let l- laid out by our founders in the Constitution, the Declaration of Independence. Uh, these are objective laws, and and if we can't keep it together through this process, it's not nothing's going to save it. Not your one vote in a in a in a red state. It's okay. I personally think the only thing you can do is consult and, and and abide by your conscience i'm going to reggie and Decatur. hi reggie you're on with monica how
1: you doing monica happy happy mother's day to you a long time no hear from
2: yes thank you reggie give me what you got
1: well uh how do you feel about the lamestream mainstream media giving much more coverage and or press to both Hillary Rodham Clinton or Donald J. Trump, when well, they do their debates and com- and conventions or conferences, but yet they give much less time to Bernie Sanders whenever he does this, whenever he does his uh, speeches or debates or conventions. How do you feel about them giving more time to both uh, Hillary Rodham Clinton and Donald Trump, but much less time to Bernie Sanders?
2: Yeah, I, I've given that, I, I've noticed it obviously with Trump, had gotten, I did a long article with a lot of updates about The statistics on how much more coverage trump gets or got than the other people it was i read something in december cnn gave him 25 times more coverage than than the rest combined i think by august fox had been giving him 10 times everybody else combined i noticed that and i felt why would cnn want trump you know because they want him running against hillary the Sanders thing, I think, is a little deeper. Uh, I I don't really know what's going on there. I would just say this. I read a quote by David Axelrod from like a year and a half ago. Maybe it was fall of 2014. I could be wrong about that, but I think that's what it was from. Saying Hillary's problem has always been or is or was in the past that she appears to be the heir apparent and people don't feel like they are actually choosing. That she's not going to win. People need to feel like they have a choice. And it seems clear to me that that's what Bernie Sanders, what his role is. But that his extreme, you know, his socialism is going to give her an excuse to move to the left, to have a mandate to the left. And when she's up against Donald Trump, who I think people will consider to be the most people I don't, but they're going to think of him as the great he's being positioned to be the greater of two evils. Then she's gonna she she can get away with moving to the left because they are the 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 power elite who are all for bigger government. They are all whether they have an R or D at a, at a certain level at the top. They're all for bigger government because it means more power and money to them. They are counting on on that. So Sanders is playing his role, uh, and I I'm sure the media has given him just enough coverage to to get him almost there but not all the way there i'm going to andy in gainesville hi andy you're on with monica
3: yeah hi monica thank you for having me on the show anyway um i want to clarify something for you um in 1933 hitler became the chancellor and uh in 1939 is when um he made his movement that was already a he already planned all this out so he had the protestants they turned into the brown shirts. The Catholic turned into the S.S. waffen So in 1939... When Why the- are you I-
2: telling me this, Andy? you got to because- give a setup for people. What what is what prompted this? Because uh, you
3: talked about the Nazis, and that's very good. I'm really <laughs> impressed at your correlation with the Nazis as far as, like... In well, this is what three. happened.
2: Let me say that Trump gave his first teleprompter speech written by professionals, and it started with a an exhortation to keep America first, which, mm-hmm. as someone who's familiar with what America first was the slogan for, it was a movement against World War II that Charles Lindbergh was prominent in and was painted widely as being uh, sympathetic to the Nazis. And I just thought it was... Uh, deliberate to have it in Trump's speech and to tell that he is he is meant to be positioned to the majority as the greater of two evils and I'll give you one minute to clarify what you want to clarify
3: okay first of all I'll, I'll uh, follow up on what you just said my grandfather knew Charles Lindbergh I got pictures of my grandfather in Lindbergh 1928 but that was uh, Lindbergh that was secret missions. so I'm going to bounce back Hitler started his thing and then Pope Pius XI uh didn't like Hitler, and then when Piacicelli, the bishop under Pope Pius XI, um, he went to Germany, he was a representative of, the, of Vatican City, he went to Germany, but he turned his back. So where I'm going with this, Pope Pius XI passed on 1939, and Piacicelli turned into Pope Pius XII, and he turned his back on what Germany was doing. So that was the rise of the Third Reich and we all everybody pretty much knows what's happening.
2: Yeah.
0: In
3: correlation to what's happening today, the um uh you know with the U boats that came up the Chesapeake River, the saboteurs that went all over the place, there's a correlation with now the Russian subs that are all off the coast of United States and uh the Gulf of Mexico and I'm really interested to hear any of the politicians or really the president saying a uh, follow-up on what's happening.
2: Well, I am not. Uh, I I'm not familiar with how close uh, foreign vessels are getting to our shores right now. Uh, I do think that what you're talking about the Vatican and the backstory. I just read a book by I think his name was Avro Manhattan, a very alternative book. I can't even remember if it was offensive in some way. I try to read things. Uh, even if they offend me, like I used to not be able to read stuff that was like written by a socialist or totally liberal or anything. But I i you get truth where you can find it. And if there's a tiny kernel of truth and something that's just couched in a bunch of uh, stuff that offends me, I can still get through it. But he had a lot of hot sports opinions about the Vatican and the Nazis. I'm reading right now a book by Anthony Sutton, who was a Hoover Institution scholar and he wrote a trilogy of books called Wall Street and the Bolshevik Revolution, Wall Street and FDR, and Wall Street and the Rise of Hitler. And uh, there were a lot of machinations that had to do with bankers just wanting war, basically. I mean, it could be as simple as that—want making overthrowing governments just to get contracts to build railroads or um, to take over their oil industry to keep the czar from. Dominating uh, oil in the world by making Russia anti-industrialist—it's quite the rabbit hole goes quite quite deep on that stuff. So it's far beyond the scope of what we're going to talk about here. And uh, I probably already went too far. I'm going to Steve in Douglasville. Hi, Steve. You're on with Monica. Hi,
0: Monica. How was that tonight?
2: Say that again. I had a hard time hearing you.
0: Said so how was that
2: tonight? I'm great. How are you?
0: <laughs> I couldn't be better. My God, like I've uh, been listening for a while, and there seems to be a lot of confusion about some of the stances that Mr. Trump has. Uh, first of all, his plan is, is spelled out, and I've, I'm a Trump, I'm a trumpet, without a doubt, but his plan is spelled out on his website. To get the country first, moving forward, he will uh, completely eliminate the income tax on the lower wager. The but don't most wage of the
2: lower-wage earners not pay really income tax anyway? Isn't it a middle and upper-middle-class tax?
0: The, all right. Now, he will cut that on middle-class by 10 to 15%, depending on the bracket. He will raise taxes on the upper tiers and businesses.
2: You know what I don't why, like about that? Is, is that there is a... Donating to Trump. Here's one thing I don't like about that. He... Uh, I noticed this, the The professional class, the people who could really be a problem for the ruling class, like Ron Paul, like a highly educated Ivy League or almost Ivy League guy, science, everything like that, for them to be able to peel off and go uh, attack the system like Ron Paul did is a big problem for them. So the progressive tax actually attacks that professional class the most. I think that 4% that's down like from the 1%, to the middle um, class, pay, if I, if I got it right, I wrote a blog post about it, pay 20% of the taxes. And I think the goal, it's actually out of the communist manifesto to use progressive taxes to hobble uh, the population from being a threat to the system. So anytime anyone says they wanna lower taxes on the lowest classes and increase them on the upper classes, just increase the don't uh, the income tax is the thing that makes uh, that that actually hobbles the people who are the most productive because people who have to earn wages, doctors, lawyers, whatever, the people who are working are not really the super rich. They are people who have to work. And if you give them a 50 or more percent burden, plus all the cost of private schools, living close to the city, working 80 hours a week, they are never going to be a threat. So that's my number one priority. I'm sorry I couldn't let you give your uh trump speech but i've got to take a break 404 872 750 800 wsb talk this is monica perez
1: monica perez on news 955 5 and am 750 wsb
2: 78 degrees outside the studio skies are still clear weekend weather is brought to you by shoemate heating and air talking about uh whether it's uh if you should vote the lesser of two evils or not i'm going to kenny in atlanta kenny you're on with monica Hi. Uh, yeah, I, I think
0: that it is better to vote uh, for the lesser of three evils. So if you vote your confidence and it's not for Trump, then you're putting Clinton in office, are you not? Well,
2: let me, I have a hypothetical for you. Okay. If the last time around Obama was running against Romney and Romney earlier on in his political career was for legal, safe and legal abortion. That was his political position. So if Obama was running... Uh, and Romney was running, who was for abortion, and Ron Paul, who's against abortion, were running, would you still have voted for Romney? Yeah, because Ron Paul can't win,
0: and it's unfortunate because I definitely lean to the libertarian yeah. side, but it'll be 150 years before we have a But what makes you that think that,
2: win. do you think Trump could win? Trump
0: can win. Why?
2: Why could Trump Ron Paul not win and Trump could win? Well, this
0: isn't Base for libertarians, I don't think. I mean, I've never seen a third but, party.
2: But what is Trump's president. base? He was a Democrat. What was his base in the Republican Party? What's his base?
0: Well, I don't know, but have you not changed any opinions in your whole life? What do you mean? Well, if Trump may have been a Democrat and now he's. Oh, a yeah, Republican
2: but I'm Democrat. just saying, what base does that appeal to? He's a Republican. Uh, Ron Paul was a Republican. He ran as a Republican.
0: Yeah, there's something about him that people don't like. I don't
2: know what it is. No, B, you know what it is? It's that the media would not give Ron Paul the time of day. They would not take him seriously. And as much as people say that Trump is being harassed by the media and attacked by the media and nobody likes him on left and right, everybody knows any PR is good PR. And so far, he's gotten $2 billion of free press from the media. Trump has. Why? because the media has decided to tell you it's okay to vote for Trump. So we had to wait for the media to tell us it was okay. If the media told us it was okay to r- vote for Ron Paul, he would have won. And the th- only thing that stopped it was that people told themselves because they were told that Ron Paul could not win. And uh and that's just that's what Trump is demonstrating. 404-872-0750 1800 WSB talk are our numbers. Uh, after the break, I'm going to. Uh, I got this tweet from The Agape Life, a beautiful <laughs> handle. Voting is violence, and the means are the ends in embryo. No surprise that more voting won't fix what voting caused to begin with. That is a hot opinion, and you might be surprised at my response. This is Monica Perez.
1: Ooh, no.